So continuing with our cultivation of the path, path of awakening, supporting the quickening of our awakening through this practice of mindfulness and through the practice of samasamadhi, cultivation of gatheredness and focus here and now, bringing the energies of the body, mind and heart into awareness, suffusing awareness within body, mind and heart and stabilizing and connecting with this innate quality of the citta, of the mind, which is the quality of presence, the quality of awareness, the quality of knowingness here and now. So this is a training. Last night I talked about mindfulness as an evolutionary training, training for our times. In some ways, we think of the Buddha as a historical figure from the past. But in a certain way, the Buddha is a a figure of the future because he demonstrated the capacity that we all have and the potentiality that we are awakening into, both in terms of the process of awakening itself and in terms of wise response within the world around us. He wasn't someone that shied away from engaging the world he lived in, the society he was within. So this is an integrative path and a path where we seek to use these ancient methods and supports of awakening to bring us into a clear relationship with ourselves and with the world. We live in increasingly, we don't have to seek intensity because we live in increasingly intense times and that's not going to change. There's more complexity, more information, higher speeds and a fundamental increasing lack of sustainability ecologically which is having an increasing impact on all of us and will continue to do so affecting all of our lives and in this midst, in this cauldron of intensity and uncertainty where perhaps sometimes the ancient traditions or what we've relied on will not necessarily be able to shine a light for us. We have to draw on our inner capacity in a way that perhaps we've never had to before, both individually and collectively. So in the mindfulness is a pathway that connects us to our deeper wisdom, a wisdom that's inherent within the the heart, within the mind. A wisdom that's connected with a deeper intelligence of the Dharma. But to connect with that, we need to have some stability, some focus and some clarity. And not to be so... uh, activated in our patterns and in in our reactivity. So learning to evolve out of our 
addictions and our destructive behaviors and our undermining behaviors and our sabotaging voices, our suffering, our unnecessary suffering, which is what the Buddha encouraged us to do, to awaken and to recognize our inherent birthright, luminosity, peace, clarity, and agency within the world, agency for compassion and for wisdom. So this is the training to support this awakening and support this evolution, evolutionary process of realizing our own and empowering our own innate wisdom in response to the conditions that we live within. So within the complexity of the overall context, the actual practice is actually very simple, which is good, (laughs) because it means that although it might be challenging, it means that it's doable, that we can do it. This is a teaching for people like you and me, ordinary people that struggle, that have happiness, that have suffering, that get lost, that get confused, that have patterns that are sabotaging, have hopes, have dreams, that suffer, have successes and failures. It's a human lot. And within that cauldron and within that mix, we have this potential to use our experience of our life for deepening our contemplation and for growing our wisdom. So this path is simple in a certain way. The practice is simple and doable because it inherently focuses within the present moment. Ultimately, whatever the complexity of the situation, we're asked to just deal with just what's in front of us, what's just this much, at least on this retreat, (laughs) while we, we cultivate this training. So not to worry so much about uh, the future, what's to come, but to keep aligning ourselves with remembering that we're practicing with just what's here and now, with how the body is, with what feelings emerge, with what is present, and in the midst of that, cultivating this capacity for attentiveness, for mindfulness, for presence. So this training of strengthening our capacity to be here and now, it's called samadhi. If you break down this word, sang means together. The middle, the, the long A, the R, has a sense of movement in it, or towards, or moving. And D is connected with the word dharani, which means to hold, same as a mantra. The old word for mantra is dharani. Samadhi means to move towards a holding that's a, a t- that it has a togetherness. It's like the sense, similar to mindfulness, of gathering the energies of body, mind, and heart that are usually uh, fractured or dispersed or caught up and tangled up in some sort of um, struggle or suffering or split or unconscious to us. 
gathering these energies of the mind, which is very fast and very quick, very reactive often, very caught sometimes in its own narratives, the energies of the heart, sometimes tangled in old feelings and unresolved wounds and complexities, the energies of the body, which has its own aches and pains, and places of energetic blocks, numbness. These, these are the three main energies beginning to work with these energies of body, mind, and heart through the practice of bringing awareness through moments of attention, awareness, suffusing body, mind, and heart with awareness and presence until they become integrated. It's called ekakata, means unified. Samadhi is a sort of unified state. The mind becomes clearer, the body, in a way samadhi practice helps to heal the body, to soothe the heart, and helps to clarify mind and integrate these three energies and suffuse these three energies with presence. This practice of samadhi, in a way, is quite challenging, although the, the the fundamentals of the practice are simple. The actual cultivation of it is, is challenging because of the old tendencies of the mind as it sort of moves and the habits of the heart and the body that come to obstruct us. One of the teachers in Thailand who was known for being very adept at samadhi said it's like plunging, trying to build a bridge over a fast-flowing river and trying to plunge the support through for the bridge through that fast-flowing river. In the same way, this practice of attentiveness, moments of mindfulness, is like trying to plunge this capacity the presence through the fast-flowing currents of the mind. It's not so easy. When we don't stop, we just go with those currents. We just move, keep moving. But when we stop, we feel, we can feel the struggle and the resistance. And that's the edge of the practice, to keep again and again coming back to the simplicity of just being here. The skills to help us do this. Okay, Sarah began to open them up yesterday morning. These two aspects of attention. The training of attention is very powerful. The Buddha went so far as to say, wherever we put attention there appears the world. The world appears based, conditioned by attention. Not, you know, the planet world, not that the big world, but our personal world. Wherever attention goes, then our experience of the world emerges into the past, into our memories, into speculation about the future, into our worries and concerns. Those are the worlds we start to live within, that we inhabit, that we're compelled by. 
our views, our ideas, our opinions, they become our worlds. And the more we place attention, the more powerful, the more energized those worlds become. Sometimes beautiful worlds and sometimes worlds that have nightmares within them. So this training is to disengage that tendency to just allow attention to be washed along by the habits of the mind, the tendencies of the mind, the patternings of the mind, to with disengage, as the Buddha said in the first training of the first foundation of mindfulness, to withdraw our attention from longing, from hankering, from grief and disappointment for the world. We we can sit here and worry about the world for 10 days, but it's much more conducive to build some samadhi, some strength of mind, and then use that mind connected with wisdom, connected with clarity, to then contemplate the world. So at first, it's it's not a denial, it's not a repression, it's just a wise disengagement. To, this is the first factor of what's called viveka, withdrawing the mind. This is the first support for the cultivation of samadhi and gatheredness and presence. To be just to be able to say, not now. So something when you in the meditation today, some worry will come up, something you have to do, something you forgot to do. You just just gently say, not now. You can come back to that and worry about it later if you want. <laughs> but just say, yeah, that's there. It's not a denial. It's just that's there. And then the encouragement is to bring your attention to something that's more immediate and more wholesome, more grounded, more earth. And so then to, to bring attention, we've been using the, the body and the breath. So putting aside concerns for the world, for now. In particular, in some thought patterns, if one just gets obsessed with them, the Buddha encourages just to consider the danger in just staying hooked into energies and ways of thinking that aren't wholesome. Do, do you really want to go down that pathway? And say, no, not really. So then you know where that pathway goes. So just put it, leave it to one side. And if it won't be left, the Buddha then recommends just to know that that tendency is there, that worry, or that obsession, or that old story. It's not going to go away right now. We can work with it later, but we're just going to, for now, for today, just as best we can, leave it there. It's like you you know something or someone is there, but you don't really want to engage them, so you just leave them where they are. And then bringing the mind back, bringing the attention back, again and again to what is here the focus of the cultivation of samadhi, the breath and the body.
So then finding as we start to locate, just putting aside and then say not now and then instead say how is it now for you here and now? How is it? As a way of beginning to come into relationship with your experience. So I'm going to just take a few moments just to explore what's present for you now. And then this is what we begin to work with, however the body is, whatever the mood of the mind, whatever feelings are present. This is what we work with rather than an ideal of how we should be. We work with how we are. and how it is, how it is around us, the different sounds, temperature, the light, the impingement on the senses. So even that is a very powerful shift of relationship to our experience, because usually we're in a state of resistance to how it is, or, or desire for it to be a different way. So this is how it is, and this is what we work with. This is how the body is, the feeling tones in the heart, the mood of the mind. in this training of calming mental energy through connecting with the experience of the breath. The next step is encouragement to, if it's helpful, to take a deepening quietly, a deepening longer breath. As you breathe in, really feeling the breath energy as it suffuses through the body, the physical body, emotional body, mental body. And as you breathe out, adjusting your posture so you can feel this sense of more ease in the sitting posture, maybe lengthening through the spine, as you breathe in, relaxing as you breathe out. So exploring a few of these deepening breaths and exploring as you are doing them, adjusting your posture. So you find this balance between a sense of alertness and strength in the posture and yet easefulness and relaxation through the body.
on the out-breath, encouraging the sense for letting be or letting go of whatever may be catching at the mind. And knowing from time to time, particularly if you find yourself drifting or getting caught in a pattern, mental pattern, so it's sabotaging or undermining of you. It has is connected with suffering. Just taking these deepening breaths to help highlight this bringing and guiding of attention into relationship with your experience of your embodiment. So this first training of attention is to keep being encouraging attention to be here, using the body and the breath as the first foundation of mindfulness. And the second aspect, it's called vichara, is not only bringing attention and starting to keep encouraging the awareness to receive the breath within the body, to track maybe the pathway of the breath, but to really feel the breath. So it's not just noting it, but also feeling and receiving your experience. So there's both this directed directing of attention and receiving what you've brought your attention to. In this case, the breath body, body breath. As you do this, you might find that your attention just gets drawn to a particular place within the body. Sensation, vibration, feeling tone, where you might feel the breath, you feel the rhythm of the exhalation and the inhalation. So you have a choice. You can either follow the whole pathway of the breath which can be very helpful for steadying. Or if you feel there's a certain amount of steadiness and gatheredness, you might more move to a more subtle appearance of the breath body, which, uh, which you experience as sensation, as movement, as vibration. Somewhere within the body, usually maybe at the nostrils or maybe in the middle part of the body somewhere. You can move between the two, longer breath and the shorter breath.
And deepening within this practice, the encouragement is to bring attention to breath and body, to receive what you've brought attention to, and then cultivating a little bit more deeply is to really, it's called pity, this quality of savoring or enjoyment or pleasure or really even if the feeling or sensation isn't that pleasurable, but it's this quality of awareness suffusing the body and the, act, the activity of training attention here and now that has a certain pleasurable quality to it. So during the day you can explore this, really saving whatever you've brought attention to, the flow of the breath, sensation within the body. Really just staying, staying connected there, exploring the quality of effort that helps you savor, stay connected within to your focus of attention. So today, in our practice, we're just going to be exploring this much, just this much, this training of samadhi, this gatheredness, this focusing, this suffusing body, mind, and heart with presence, with awareness, this gathering into awareness, the energies of body, mind, and heart through the simple practice of mindfulness of the breath. It's a training to again and again to withdraw the attention from the the worries and the concerns and the patterns of the mind as best you can. So we always start again because we'll be washed away and overwhelmed sometimes, but wherever you can, starting again. Not now, putting to one side and then bringing your attention to how is it now within the body, within the breath. And maybe taking a few deeper breaths to really feel your body being filled with the breath energy. Following the pathway of the long breath. And coming to the experience of what's called the shorter breath, just wherever you get drawn to within the breath body. As sensation, as feeling, as vibration, as rhythm. And beginning to explore how you can stay connected there by savoring and receiving the actual felt experience of your embodiment and your breath. So just working today with these themes as best you can for the sake of little by little cultivating this mindfulness and samadhi.